We're in Matthew. We'll be looking at the first chapter, verses 18 through 25. Christmas can bring pressures to parents, to grandparents, because we want Christmas to be special, especially because we're believers. We desire that our children not get caught up into all the commercialism that is pushed on us by all those that would love to sell us some products that they manufacture or handle. And it kind of sets in, Christmas does, around Thanksgiving, because we have, right after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. I don't know who named it that, but I like it. (laughs) And it has become, Black Friday has become the biggest shopping day of the year. But a lot of stores, they're not happy to wait till Friday. So I don't know if you noticed it, but a lot of stores begin to open up on Thanksgiving Day now. And you can get ahead of the rush on Black Friday. You can start buying your products on Thanksgiving Day. So we no longer are caught up into giving thanks. We can now go shopping on Thanksgiving Day. And that bothers me. (laughs) This morning we're going to try to celebrate Christmas in a way that brings glory and honor to our Lord. We do not really know for sure what time of the year Jesus was born. Many believe that it was in the springtime because the shepherds were out in the fields watching over their flocks, and they would do this after the winter in the springtime they go out. But we do know that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Bethlehem of Judea. And the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, tells us Caesar... Uh, the Augustus Caesar and Quirinius were in power. Quirinius was the governor of Syria. And in the children's program this morning, they're going to give you Luke's account. So I want us to look at Matthew. <laughs> so Matthew chapter 1, we'll look at verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, take to you Mary, your wife, For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took to him his wife. And he did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. 
Mary, she is betrothed to Joseph, and a betrothal is stronger than an engagement that we might look upon today. To break off a betrothal, uh, you had to go through the processes of what we would call a divorce. And being betrothed had all the rights and responsibilities of marriage, but the couple did not necessarily live together as husband and wife. In this time, Joseph discovers that Mary is pregnant. Pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Now, this is a difficult thing for any husband <laughs> to grasp. No matter how much he loves his future bride, Joseph is now considering how to put Mary away, how he can divorce her without bringing severe disgrace upon Mary. To say Joseph is heartbroken, it's an understatement. The love of his life in his mind, has just betrayed him. And now she tells Joseph, I'm pregnant of the Holy Spirit. All right. Bring God into the whole picture, if that's not bad enough, right? Now you're going to hide behind God did this to me. But I'm a little bit familiar with that. When I behave in an unseemingly way, which is very rare, my, my, my bride will say something to me like, Pastor Don, instant condemnation. <laughs> and I no longer can enjoy whatever I'm doing, you know. But Joseph, he's a just man. And he wants to do right. And now Mary tells him, I am with child by the Holy Spirit. That has to be difficult for Joseph to believe, to understand. Consider for Mary for just a moment here. She has been told by the angel in Luke one thirty-five, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. And now Mary tells Joseph, I am pregnant by the Holy Spirit of God. And by the way, Joseph... This has never happened throughout the history of mankind. <laughs> the virgin birth is a huge stumbling block for those who pride themselves in thinking logically. It was a struggle for Joseph. And he, mu he must decide how he's going to put Mary away because he cares for her and he doesn't want to disgrace her, but he doesn't want her as a wife either. Jesus, in his ministry, uh, he's in the temple, I believe, and he's teaching those who trusted in their heritage. He's teaching Jews. They trusted in their heritage for a right relationship with God because they were sons of Abraham. Genealogy and heritage, and neither will race, being of a Jew, this will not save them. 
And they have a reply to Jesus because they don't like the fact that he is attacking their heritage. And they say to Jesus in John 8, 41, we were not born of fornication. They are basically accusing Jesus of being born out of wedlock or being born in sin. And the general public in the days of Mary and Joseph and Jesus do not believe Mary is with child by an act of the Holy Spirit. They don't believe this. They don't buy into it. And the virgin birth is still a troubling truth for the world today. It was then, and it is today. Meanwhile, Joseph is still in his dilemma, and all he can think about is how will he put away Mary in a respectful way without disgracing her more than she already will be disgraced. Enter God. He gives Joseph a dream. Not only is Mary's reputation on the line, so is Joseph. And the Jewish elder, the religious leaders, will never give Mary and Joseph the benefit of the doubt, even though they supposedly are waiting and watching for Messiah. And here it is, come, and yet they still do not believe. Everyone suspects Mary and Joseph of fornication. But before God... Joseph, we read, he is a just man. A man who has God-given convictions. He, he knows what is right. He knows what is wrong. Now, let's go back to his dream. Joseph, he will have several dreams directing him in what to do with Mary and the Christ child. But in this dream, Joseph is called son of David. Son of David, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Something about Scripture, and it says it to us many times, and it tells us do not be afraid. And when Scripture tells us do not be afraid, it's because we are afraid. God is not wasting words on us. If he tells us, don't be afraid, it's because there's fear there. Before this dream, Joseph has decided to divorce Mary quietly, as respectfully as he can. And he's heartbroken by what Mary has done to him. Joseph truly believes that Mary has betrayed him. And here's the beauty. God cares how Joseph feels. He cares about the emotions that Joseph is going through. We're told in Scripture in 1 Peter, Cast your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. It's interesting to note that care that is spoken of there is an affectionate, loving care, not just a knowledge of. God cares for you means he is caught up into your sorrow. He cares how you feel. 
Our Lord desires that Mary and Joseph have a true bond of love between them as a couple. Mary and Joseph will live with the accusation of sinful fornication all of their married life. But between the two of them, they know, they understand the truth that this child is of the Holy Spirit. Mary is pregnant. She's pregnant, and she, they're told that this child will be called Emmanuel, the long-awaited Messiah. Now, according to the customs of that day, Joseph is to give this child its name, and he's told in the dream to call this baby Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Isaiah the prophet has declared, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. But as far as we know, Jesus was never called Emmanuel. He was called Jesus. This dream given to Joseph by God gladdens his heart. It takes him from a dire situation how to put Mary away to the fact that he gets to be Mary's husband. And Joseph is happy. He's delighted to take Mary as his wife. But Joseph, as we read, he's a just man and he will not consummate this marriage until Mary has brought forth the Christ child, her firstborn. It's interesting to note in our text here, Mary does not remain an everlasting virgin. And Jesus is her firstborn, meaning that Mary will have other children who are fathered by Joseph. But I'm struck by the desire of Joseph to do right by Mary and how quick Joseph is to obey God. Understand, this had to be difficult for him to put into practice. He knew what others would think. But Mary and Joseph, they've been chosen by God to raise Jesus. What an awesome responsibility. Here's the Savior of the world in your home, and you're having to teach him to read and to write and good manners and all these different things because he had to learn them too. And you've been chosen by God to do this. In Luke, we're told, Mary, you're highly favored of God to have this child. And we're told here in Matthew that Joseph is a just man. What an awesome responsibility they had to raise the Christ child. I'm going to close there. We're going to have our children come up here shortly and do their uh, Christmas program. But let me get you to stand. We'll close in prayer. Father, we, we thank you that Joseph was a just man 
wanting to do right by Mary and what a reward he had. Desiring to do right, he is allowed to raise Jesus in his home. What a blessing. And your favor was upon Mary that she was chosen to bear this child. Your goodness, your mercy are so tremendous, Lord. And as we look upon the children's program, as Neil prayed earlier, may we not only see the Christ child, but may we see Christ the Savior, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. So be with us as we look upon you, Jesus, when you came to dwell among us. We thank you for this Christmas season, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'm not going to give you the typical...